my soul and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. We are in uh, our third episode of our series, Vivid. And we are, today is going to be a really good day. I'm telling you, this is a really good day. The, the revelation that's going to come from us looking at this is going to be life-changing. I'm telling you, it's going to be life-changing. I am so excited that uh, we're getting ready to do this. Uh, if you remember, vivid means uh, something that produces a strong uh, feeling uh, uh, or, and a strong image in our minds. And so we are locking into these images of what is, uh, appears to be Christ-like in how we operate. The first time we talked about, we talked about putting on and talking about, uh, you know, we focus more on what we need to put on instead of what we need to put off. And then the second, <clears throat> the second episode, what we looked at, we looked at selfishness and how selfishness cuts us off from being able to receive what God has for us. Today is going to be, like I said, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a blessing. Let's jump into it. Our point today is that when we come to Christ, difficult situations cease to be the end. When we come to Christ, difficult situations cease to be the end. And what I mean by that is when you have Christ in your life, they used to say all your troubles, all your worries are going to be over. That's, that's not true. You're still going to have situations. You're still going to have troubles. You're still going to have tribulations. You're still going to have trials. You're still going to have things that are going to come at you. But it's not the end. It doesn't stop there because when you have Christ in your life, you look at these situations as an opportunity for you to grow in who Jesus is in your life. Before, all you had was a situation, but now you can look past the situation and see this is an opportunity for me to grow into what God is conforming me to be. And yes, yeah, yeah, let's jump in it. Let's jump in it because this is great. All right. Romans, the fifth chapter. I don't think we're going to be long today, but again, you know how I do. Romans, the fifth chapter, starting at that first verse, says this. English Standard Version. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, that's verse number three, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Okay, I got some more to do, but let, let, me, let me just run through this real quick. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, God has justified us because of our faith. Our faith is established in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 
tells us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God is raising from the dead, then we are saved. So our confidence is in that uh, Jesus died for our sins and our confidence is in God has raised him from the dead. So our faith is in what God has done in Jesus, with Jesus, and through Jesus. It says, we are justified by faith. And because we are justified by faith, we now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what it's saying is, initially we are separated, but now we have come into peace with God because we are in Christ Jesus. We are justified, which is a, a law term, meaning that you are not condemned. We are not condemned because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's nothing that we can do to be justified. There's no prayer that you can pray. There's no uh, mantra that you can say. There's nothing that you can do to be justified. Justification comes by our faith in Jesus Christ. This is what makes it, this, this, this is why I say this is a very exciting thing for us today because so many of us have been trying to do things in order for us to be justified, for us to feel like we're Christians, but you can't do anything. Within our flesh, it, it, it's, it's up, uh, the Bible says it's at uh, intimate with God it's, it's, it's opposed to God it's an enemy of God our flesh wants to be selfish it does not want to serve God but because of what Jesus did for us and because we have faith in what Jesus did for us God now does not have the uh, the look of condemnation upon us because he sees Christ in us because he sees Christ in us he sees us justified because of our faith not because of our actions, because of our confidence in God doing what he said he was going to do. And then it goes on and says, and through Jesus, it's talking about through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We are standing in a period of grace, of God's unmerited favor, God's uh empowerment for us to achieve what he has set us to achieve because of this faith. This faith is in what Jesus has done for us. And then it also enables us to rejoice because now we know that at this present moment, not in the by and by, not in the future, but at this present moment, we are justified by God. We are justified because of our faith in Jesus. So we are in good standing, right standing. God does not see us as a condemned sinner. He sees us as his sons and daughters because of our faith in Jesus and what Jesus has done for, us, for that. And then it goes into what, the part that I wanted us to get into. So not only that, not only are we excited to be justified by faith, not only are we uh, excited that by our faith we obtain grace, not only are we excited about the fact that we can rejoice that right now we have this hope, this confident expectation of the glory of God, 
He says not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Now, I know, contrary to uh, what popular belief is, you should not rejoice in your sufferings. But we, our, our sufferings let us know that <clears throat> it's going to produce endurance. It's going to produce the ability to go past what it is. Uh, if you've ever been an athlete, or if you ever had to do something where you had to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, no matter what was going on, you had to just keep going. Uh, one of the things they talk about in the marathon, around about the 17th or 18th mile of this 26-mile race, you hit a thing called the wall. And that's when the lactic acid and everything is built up in your body to the point that your body says, ah, uh, let's just stop this. this. This is nonsense. But if you go through the wall and get to that 19th or 20th mile, they say that you get this nice, uh, relaxed, this euphoric feeling of just gliding along. But if you stop, then guess what? You're going to go through. So you have to endure this pain of this of your body trying to make you stop but you say no I got to finish this race and then you get this euphoric feeling which allows you to go and to complete the race so it says not only but we rejoice in not only are we rejoicing that we of uh, the hope of being in God but we also rejoice in our sufferings why because our sufferings cause us to push through because our hope is in Christ we know that Jesus is going to pull us through and so it cannot overcome us it cannot make us quit because we're going to stay trusting in God and what he says and so it produces endurance and this endurance produces character it is how we act when no one is looking that is what our character is how we are acting when no one is looking and our character then produces hope, confident expectation. So we go through this challenge. This challenge makes us continue to keep our faith in God, keep hoping in God, keep knowing that God's going to work this thing out for us. And then it causes us to have this character that we trust that God is going to make a way in every situation. And when we trust that God is going to make a way in every situation, it has makes us have a hopeful, uh, 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 confident, expected outcome that we are going to be victorious in the situation. You see how that works? You could have stopped at the suffering, but because we have this faith that God is going to work everything out for our good, it allows us to go through it. It allows us to overcome it. It allows us to get victorious or be victorious in the situation. Oh, man, I'm preaching to myself. And then it says hope does not put us to shame. This confident expectation doesn't make us be shameful. We can have this expectation of God to work this situation out on our behalf for our good, for his glory, so that his name can be made manifest in our situation. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit in us begins to act as if a cheerleader begins to tell us to keep going on. Keep pushing. Keep hoping. Keep trusting. Knowing that God's getting ready to make this thing work out for our good. And then verse number 6 says, 
For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, verse 7, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. So, let me, I'm going to stop right there real quick. It says, for while we were yet still weak, while we were still separate from God, while we still didn't know God, well, Christ died for us. It says, even for uh, at the right time for the ungodly. It says, for we all know that you will, <laughs> we will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one might even dare to die. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying, for somebody that's all religious and stuff, you, you psst, I ain't dying for you. You might die for a good person. You might consider dying for a good person. He says, to show the contrast of that, in verse number 8 he says, But God showed his love for us, and while we were still sinners, that means while we were still separate from God, while we were still in our difficulties, our messes, our situations, it says that Christ died for us. That's how God showed his love for us. He didn't wait for us to get right to make us right. He says, I'm going to set up the provisions for you to get right, and then you can get right. You know what? You can't even get right. So what I'll do is I'll set this up so that all you have to do is have confidence in what I've done, and I will look at you as if you made it right. You see how that? Man, come on now. Come on. It's nothing that you can do of yourself. All it is is you having this confident expectation which is hope and trusting that God is going to do what he says he's going to do which is faith in what he's already done for you and any situation that comes your way you can begin to see it in your mind as a situation comes you can vividly see that God is working it out for you it can look dark on every side but you have this confident expectation that God is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's always going to be with you and something's going to happen. That light's going to come in and the darkness is going to be dissipated. David said it like this. He said, you know, weeping may endure for the night. He says, but because time don't stop, joy comes in the morning when the light begins to come in in the middle of your darkness you begin to know that god is opening up a situation he's opening up a door he's opening up favor he's opening up opportunities so that you can know that he has you in his hands i should give me a clap track up in here right now boy i'm so boy but anyway he says Number nine says, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So what it's saying is because we were made uh, uncondemned, because we were made righteous, because we were made justified by what Jesus did on the cross because Jesus took on all the responsibility of the sin upon himself. All of our sins he took upon himself. All of the responsibility of those sins he took upon himself. And all that has now caused us to be 
in favor with God because when he took that on, God's wrath fell upon Jesus and Jesus became our substitute. He became our scapegoat. He became our sacrifice. He became our convict. He became everything that God needed so that we could then be we're getting ready to get to it in a minute. I ain't going to tell you just yet. We're getting ready to get, get to it in a minute, though. For if we were enemies, for if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. You know, reconciliation is, is a word that is used in accounting. When you go back and you make a balance, you balance everything back out. You make sure that all the debts and all the income, all the expenses, everything has been taken care of. So what Jesus did, he says, we were once the enemies. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And it says, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So the reconciliation occurred. But how much more? Because God not only uh, 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 put Jesus on the cross, not only did he uh, have Jesus to die, but then the Bible says that God raised him from the dead and had now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And that's why in Ephesians he says, right now we are sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus because of our faith we have in Jesus. Because of that, we have been adopted into the family of God. We are adopted into the family of God, which now enables us to overcome every situation because we are walking by faith and not by sight. Faith, confident in God that he is going to do what he said he is going to do. And then verse number 11 says this. More than that, so not only, <laughs> Paul said, listen, we're not only rejoicing because, you know, that Jesus did this for us, we were reconciled back to God. He said, he said listen to this, he says, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. So not only has it been done in the past, not only is it being done now, it is also something that projects we are totally reconciled to God and we are now sons and daughters of God. A friend of mine always said, he said, that's good news. That's good news. So if you accept Christ into your life, you now have the ability to overcome whatever situation, whatever circumstance you're going through in your life. When you have Jesus in your, in your life, you will not be taken out of the storm. But you will be escorted through the storm because of your faith in God and that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. Listen to what I said. You're going to be in the storm. The storm is going to come. But the purpose of the storm is to make us more into that son, that daughter, that ambassador of the kingdom of God that God desires for us to be. Because there's some confidence, some hope, some expectation that we need to increase within ourselves as it pertains to God so that we can be stronger in who he is. Remember earlier I said that uh, suffering produces endurance. 
Endurance produces character. Character produces the hope. And hope does not allow us to be ashamed because we are able to stand and know that God is working this out for our good, for his glory. For his, our good, his glory. So I want to encourage you today. I want you to understand that you can go through the storm. Because you are not focused on the storm, you're focusing on the uh the, uh, the, the very peace of God that's going to keep you. You're focusing on your faith is being improved, increased, is being grown, is being matured because the storms come so that you can prove to the storm that you have confidence in God. You can prove to yourself the level of confidence that you have in God. One of the things that used to help me when I would go through some things, I would all, I would, this, would, this would be my prayer. I would say, God, I thank you that you have faith in my faith in you. I thank you that you have faith in my faith in you. And I would use that as God is allowing me to go through this. God has set this up as and, and, and because he is confident that I'm going to come through this, giving him the glory, giving him the victory. And so we have to get into our minds that God is using this to build us up, to make us strong. Listen, my son, my son is a, is a pretty, pretty healthy guy. Uh, him and I, when we were growing, him and I have the same body build. <laughs> I'm lying right now. Uh, my son's bigger than me. And I don't mean just by belly. I mean, he's got bigger arms, all that good stuff. But anyway, but both of us, when we grew up, uh, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were considered on the, on the thin side, on, on the stick thin side. Um, but my son, because, because he got teased every once in a while, he, he made up his mind. He said, I ain't going to let folks tease me no more. So what he did is he started lifting. And that boy got, he got, he got strong. He got some strength, as they say. He's, he, he, you know, but my point in that is he went into a situation and he went into the weight room and I know the first couple of times he probably did benching or whatever, it didn't feel like anything was happening. But as he kept going and he kept going and because as he endured going through what it took, it caused his muscles to grow. And that's the same thing when the suffering comes, it's like the weight. But if you go through the weight, if you endure the weight and you keep working through the weight, and you keep having this confidence in God and you keep knowing that God is going to do something miraculous and he's going to do it for your good and for his glory. And as he go through that, you come out, you're like, man, I didn't think I could, but God gave me the victory through it. I am. And you get bigger in God. And so we have to have that same mindset, just like a weightlifter does. He just goes through it because he knows the benefit is greater than the present pain. The benefit is greater than the present pain.
I got one story, I, two stories I want to hit you with, and then we're going we're gonna, to, no, three stories I'm going to hit you with, then we're going to call it a day. This is an old one, but I really liked it. it uh, this one says, in April of 1831, Charles Simmons was 71 years old. He had been the pastor of Trinity Church, Cambridge, England for 49 years. He was asked one afternoon by his friend, Joseph Gurney, how he had surmounted persecution and outlast all the great prejudice against him in his 49-year ministry. He said to Gurney, My dear brother, we must not mind a little suffering for Christ's sake. When I was getting through a hedge, if my head and shoulders were safely through, I could bear the pricklings of my legs. Let us rejoice in the remembrance that our holy head has surmounted all his sufferings and triumphed over death. Let us follow him patiently. We shall soon be partakers of his victory. Isn't that, isn't that something? The next one is. There's a story that talks about shipbuilders back in the day. And the shipbuilders, when they would find a tree that looked pretty straight, they would go and cut all the other trees out from around it so it was kind of isolated. And so that way when the winds and the rains and everything would come, it would cause the tree to get stronger and stronger. And then at the time they would cut it down and it would be the main, the main sail to carry the weight of the sail and all the riggings and all that because it had been tried and it had came through the temptations and the weather. And then my final one is going to be a humorous one it says this patience is hard work just consider your own driving practices how it's hard to wait for the slow person with their turn signal on to finally make that right turn how we speed around cars in the slow lane and how when we're in our own cars we often give vent to rage frustration and indignation that others aren't driving better patience doesn't come naturally Endurance doesn't come naturally. We're wired to only consider ourselves and our own desires. We live in a time when steady and slow spiritual growth is something for which we must practice patience. Y'all know how y'all do out there on the highway. Not even the highway, how y'all be, hurry up, hurry up. But if you're patient, you'll get there. And so today, I just want to encourage you again to know that everything is in place. You have victory of the situation that you're going through right now. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. We are justified by our faith in what Jesus has done for us. God has reconciled us because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Everything that we need to be right with God, we find in Christ Jesus. And so today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, this is the best day to do that. Knowing that Jesus has already set up everything for us to be successful, for us to obtain victory. He has already set everything up for us. But we have a part that we have to do. I mentioned it before in Romans, the ninth chapter, the 10th verse. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. A couple more scriptures down says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And saving is just an act, an, an acknowledgement, a rescuing from the power, I mean the penalty of sin. For the Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. So God is, has done everything to rescue you from that penalty. And as you begin to go through situations and begin to trust in Him and endure those situations by trusting in Him, it will cause you to grow. It will cause you to have character. It will cause you to have hope so that then you can begin to grow into all that God has for you to be. Because God designed you. God has done all these things for you because He has a purpose for you. You have victory in Jesus because that's the way God has set it up. So if today is the day that you have accepted Christ into your life, we'd like for you to let us know so that we can provide you with additional information to help you along this track, this path, so that you will have the victory that God has designated for you. Because like I said, God takes us through these situations for our good, to make us better and for his glory so that he can say that is my child in whom I'm well pleased. So please let us know so that we can get that information to you. Well everyone I hope you had a, a, a something that was said today resonated with you caused you to just grab hold of your faith in God having confidence in him and realizing that this situation is an opportunity for me to grow in my faith in God, which will cause me to be stronger in God, which will allow me to get greater victory in God, in the name of Jesus. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you. Have a wonderful week, in Jesus' name.